Welcome to the Billionaires, the best popping podcast in your universe, with your hosts, Mick Swagger and Luke Davis. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Billionaires. My name is Luke and joining me as ever is Mick Swagger. Mick Swagger okay. leg. Luke, you are sounding bassy as a motherfucker. Am I? <clears throat> I don't it. know what's going on. And of, of course, uh, sounding slightly less sexy than me is uh, Josh. Oh, hello. <laughs> you sound, yeah, you sound that, like, yeah. uh, you know, when they interview somebody like on the news and it's sort of like a silhouette and they change their voice because uh, <laughs> whatever happened to them was so horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, Unfortunately, we can see him. And it is actually him, but he's just decided to change his voice. We'll just work with it. <clears throat> I, I, I genuinely don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll fill with the EQ as we go along, but it's uh, yeah. a lost cause. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what have you been up to then, guys? Me, um, I have um, found my bin after bin sanity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ah, finally. Bin sanity. I had the day off last week. It, it was it coincided with when bin day was, and I went out in the morning with Rupert. And then when I drove home, I was like, "Motherfuck, that's our bin." And I drove past our bin with a big number ten on it, and um, I put Rupert in the house. I went and got the bin. Um, put it back and I thought, oh, that's great. I've got the bin. The bin men, I don't know, they must have returned it or I don't know what happened. Found it in a bush or something like that. And I thought, okay, brilliant. And then about two hours later, there was a bit of a commotion outside and a bit of clanging and stuff. And the council were dropping off our other new bin. So now we've got two bins <laughs> where we had no bins. <laughs> and now we've got two bins. But anyway, um, a week went by. I put the bins out. For a collection today, I got home, and what did I find when I got home? Did I find the two bins I was expecting to find? No, I found the right. new bin, and our bin with a big number ten on it had disappeared again. <laughs> and I thought, really? Yeah, I thought, what the fuck? And at this point, I thought, well, I don't think the bin men have been taking it and then just bringing it back after three weeks. I thought, well, somebody's been using it. Um, I can't believe you even thought that was a legitimate reason. <laughs> yeah, well. like, like, the, like the bin men after three fucking weeks are like, oh, oh shit, we've got his bin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bring it back, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, yeah, I did, yeah, I realised, yeah, that, that makes no sense that the bin men would have taken it. But anyway, uh, with this in mind, thinking, well, one of my neighbours has got it, I thought, oh, I have a little walk round, and within about 30 seconds I found it. By, um, I'm very surprised by this, Luke, and you might be as well. I found it. Uh-huh. Somebody had stolen from me, and they were in the <laughs> block of council flats just around the corner. <laughs> now, I, no, I don't want to start no, like a billionaire. Right. <laughs> I don't want to start any sort of class divide, but I was. <laughs> I am shocked. Somebody from some council flats stole a fucking bin, okay, and then had the cheek to use it for three weeks while we piled up a bunch <laughs> of fucking stinky rubbish. Anyway, I took the bin. So I've got the new bin and our old bin with big uh, number 10 on it, which uh, uh, I'm quite happy about. So now I'm in a bit of a dilemma of whether to just leave it and then see what happens when we put it out next week or to write a note um, on their little bin store area. So I thought, oh, maybe they have mistaken it for our bin, but it was right underneath the sign that said evens 20 to 26. So I was like, well, this is house number 20 to 26. 
in this block. Why don't you scope out the area? I, I don't think you need to work next to whatever bin day it is. You could totally, you could totally, <laughs> like, you could totally get on this. Well, uh, well, I wanted to leave a note. I said to Beth, I've got two options. Well, three, I leave it. Or option two, I write a note that says, don't steal our bin. You need to phone this number and then I'll put like a number for the council and they'll replace your bin. Or the third one was that I smeared dog shit all over the handles and then oh. I put the bin back and then on the inside of the bin, when they lift the lid up, I say, surprise, smell your hands, you bin stealing cunt. All right, option three. Definitely <laughs> yeah. Option three. Beth, yeah, Beth was like, well, at worst, go for option two with a note, but yeah, I think option you two know is pretty good. You know when people's dad goes crazy at a certain age, like <laughs> yes. it'd be funny. Like 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 uh, when your dad goes crazy about something, or like I don't know, like doesn't like it when someone parks outside their house, even though like it's it's still a legitimate place to park. You're mm. basically at that level already. Yeah. Well, don't you remember uh, when we lived together in our mid, well, early to mid twenties, and we had, uh, well, I had the chair I sat in right by the curtains. Do you remember what I was mm -hmm. like? Every single noise. Oh my god! <laughs> Such a curtain twitcher. It was amazing. <laughs> it was like, it was like, huh? <laughs> and then do you remember yeah. one of the few nights out of about three years we lived together where we actually went out and they were out later than midnight. When we woke up the next morning, the police knocked on the door and they were like, uh, obviously we freaked out a bit. And um, I made Josh <laughs> <laughs> go downstairs and answer the door. And they said, uh, well, you, were you in last night around midnight by any chance? And I was like, no, no, we were both out for like, the first time in about a year. And uh, they said, oh, right, there was quite a bad assault right outside your house and uh, no one seems to have seen anything. <laughs> I, was like, no. I know, I was like, oh, for God's sake. You know, it's like, so yeah. Oh, uh, well. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Curtain twitching and bin retrieval. Cool. <laughs> Sorry I asked. Um, Josh? Huh? What have I been up to? What? Who? Um, podcast, you say? Um, so, what have I been up to? I've been playing Uncharted, still, oh. the collection, and I have finally finished the first one, um, which was awesome. It, it got better as I went along. Um, and then, uh, and it sort of took a supernatural twist uh, in the game, which mm. uh, threw me off a little bit, very different. And uh, so I completed it and I was really chuffed and I might go back and try and collect all the little treasure collectible things, you know, which obviously you can, you can sort of do each chapter at a time uh, and therefore you obviously don't have to keep doing the game over and over again. Uh, and then I started playing the second one and uh, the second one was, is fucking awesome, even better than the first. So I'm only about maybe about a quarter through. But I just remembered one thing I have played and completed since we spoke was Firewatch. Has any of you played Firewatch? Oh, I haven't, but um, I'm interested. I know I'm aware of Firewatch. So what? Give, give us the lowdown. So Firewatch, uh, I'd sort of heard about. It's is classified to a kind of what well, it, it is really is like a, you know you've got those games called Walking Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, walking simulators or whatever. Um, and I've played a couple of them. I've played Gone Home as well, which is another one. Oh, um, right, yeah. And, and just to explain, they're, they're normally, well, the ones I've played are first-person games, but they're not, like, obviously, like, shooting or anything like that. It's quite a slow-paced uh, sort of almost adventure, and it's all very narrative-driven. Like, you, you know, you can't die. You know, you can't sort of do it. You know, you can't, nothing mm. can go wrong. 
But what's weird is that they're often, certainly the ones that I've played, could be quite, quite freaky and uh, can really sort of, I don't know, throw you off. And, and with Firewatch, the sort of premise of the game is that um, you're basically in a, you're like a, well, you're basically a fire warden in a sort of, uh, uh, in a forest where there's like no one about. And you're there for the summer. Um, I think it obviously happens in America, or at least used to, where you just get like, you're basically like a lookout just to look out for, you know, if there's yeah. trouble and stuff. Bush fires and stuff. Yeah. And, oh, you, um, you might say you're on a fire watch. You might say you're on a fire watch. I don't know where the name came from. Ah, ah there it is. Uh, but the the game is um, the game is mainly played out with you. You're pretty much alone for the whole thing. However, you've got a walkie-talkie, and you talk to one of the other fire wardens, um, and it's just it just works. The game is brilliant. The dialogue is great. Um, you know, there's a proper story involved, like a proper mm. narrative. Probably completion time isn't that long, maybe four um, to five hours oh, max. Okay. But um, it's an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, for me, it's like three weeks because like, I'll play a bit and then I, maybe yeah. I won't play it for like a couple of weeks. But um, I managed to complete, you know, kept me coming back and wanting to sort of play an hour here, an hour there so I could do it. Um, and yeah, guys, I definitely recommend it. It's, it, it won a lot of awards. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's just quite a chilled out game, but also mm. like it's got a lot of um, yeah, it's kind of freaky as well. So it's not just sort of easy going. There's bits where you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? Oh. So I'm just looking yeah. at some pictures of it. It's very orange, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a really good visual sort of style. Um, so it's not just it's not just orange. You've got it like you obviously oh, like yeah. you, you. It seems that the t- like you know the uh, like when you're walking about. <clears throat> It can be that the sun seems to be setting and it can get dark and, mm, you know, it's, yeah. it's the fact that you're alone is what makes it so freaky at times because as the story progresses, it really sort of throws, you know, it makes you feel sort of fucking being watched or anything like oh, that. Yeah. So, oh, cool. yeah, it's really good. It's, um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a decent game. So I, I'm pretty certain it's out on pretty much everything that you, you guys have got. So I played it on the PlayStation 4. Um, it's got a... Yeah, it's got a little bit of um, sort of frame rate issues at times. Nothing to detract from the game. I don't know what the sort of issue, uh, you know, what it's like on PC. Um, mm. or, or I imagine it's probably better on PC. Um, but mm. yeah, it was it was good. Sweet. Cool, cool, man. Yeah, no, I did see that when it came out, and it really did intrigue me. But you know, sometimes games just miss you. But you just pass them by, and uh, I do yeah, that one out. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was never game for me as well, if I'm honest. So, yeah, yeah I, I often buy them and then I play them for like three years. So, uh, you know, so yeah, that's a game that I thought, well, if it's only going to take me sort of uh, six hours or, or five hours, then, uh, you know, I can yeah. get going on it. So. playing one of those computerized video games as well this week oh uh, i've been playing sea of thieves because it came out yesterday oh, cool. day before um so i've been playing you, you did the, um, the beta didn't you did the beta. Yeah, yeah yeah i did yeah and i played it on my own because uh, no one else i knew had it but when it came out it's included in xbox game pass so it's very easy to get people to download it and play it with you because you can just use the free trial um 
So we had a, a full crew of four of us doing pirate ship. Um, and it's a weird game, man. It's a weird game. It's, I think you play it with a group of mates and it does sort of shine. It's, it is a good laugh, but it seems to be quite divisive, people's reviews and stuff of it. And I can understand that. Is it's very much like it is like a giant sandbox. It's like it's like going to the pub, right? The pub is fine. It's great on its, you know, it's there. It's always there. But you go there on your own, and sure, you'll have a beer and you'll enjoy that beer. But nah. Whereas if you go to the pub with a group of mates, yeah, great time and all kinds of crazy adventures happen. And I honestly think Sea of Thieves is exactly the same. Um, Are you talking? The, are you suggesting that we play it with Graham? I have played with Graham. <laughs> yeah. If you want some real crazy adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Um, I'm looking at the picture. It think... looks really cool. I didn't look at any of the um, screenshots or anything uh, when you talked about it last. It does look really yeah. cool. Yeah, I, the art style I love. The music I love. I, I, I think that's why I was so excited about it. But I think the fact it costs 50 quid otherwise um unless you're not getting it for your game pass is a bit because uh, it's kind of run out of stuff to do and all the all the missions and that that you get and the quests are pretty repetitive um but i think it's kind of a weird one because it depends so much on who you're playing as to how good of a time you're going to have like the quests yeah. are just there to give you a reason to go from a to b but yeah. it's the journey it's the fun bit with with your friends and obviously in a big galleon, you know, you've got one of you steering, someone's navigating, um, you have to coordinate each other. And then, and the moment when you see other sails on the horizon, when you man up in the crow's nest, mm. uh, it is exciting. And then mm. they ring, they ring a little bell and everyone runs and tries to load the cannons and everyone's shouting at everyone else. <laughs> so it's like, it is mental. Um, but it's like, you have moments like that that are incredible and then there's a lot of um i don't want to say tedium but uh you know it, it feels slow and I, I can think some people will bounce off it quite quickly if they play it on their own but i would say if you're going to pick it up go buy game pass use the free trial play it free for two weeks and play with friends yeah um I, I've, I've had a good time with it so is there it, like yeah. um uh i mean my only comparison for anything is usually fallout like, is there any, like, <laughs> long, no, no, like, um, like, is it just individual missions or, like, you're building up your crew yeah, and so your boat? There's no, like, because obviously with Fallout or GTA and stuff, there's a lot of yeah. small missions, yeah. medium-sized ones, and then the major or a couple of major, like, long storylines that run all the way through it. Like, has this got, yeah. like, no. are you looking for anyone? So or? This no, that's this is the the thing I think. The problem is the progression isn't there or isn't enough to keep everybody playing. It's not like a linear it. thing where you're No, there's there's no story. It's up to you to make the story yourself. Mm. And you just they've literally just created a world. You go in with the, with your mates and you have a laugh. Yeah. There's no I as far as I can tell. So you basically you've got three different factions, like the gold hoarders, the merchants, and um someone else I can't remember now. And you do missions for them and you increase your standing with them and then you get better missions that pay more. So it'll be like, here's a treasure map, go find the treasure, bring it back to us and we'll give you a hundred gold. Um, repeat. Um, and once you do that, you get money and then you can spend it, but only on like cosmetic items. Yeah. So you can buy 
you could buy fancier looking sails for your ship, but it's all cosmetic. There's nothing that affects the gameplay at all. And I think uh, that's one of the things that's a little bit uh, because bit shame, yeah. you think we could like outfit our ship with more cannons or whatever it might be. Um, but I feel like those elements are only there just to give you a reason for you and your crew to go from A to B. And then that's where the story and the fun and the adventures happen is the what you know emergent gameplay as it were mm. like the things that no game designer could ever create it shit just randomly happens um you accidentally run the ship into some rocks you didn't see and you're all showering at each other trying to patch <laughs> it up one of you gets <laughs> eaten by a shark and loses the treasure yeah. uh, and there are there are good tense moments like if you you know if you go if you've gone on like 10 different adventures and you've got literally your ship is full of treasure and you see sails on the horizon you shit yourself because you're like, fuck, man, we don't want to get into a fight because we've got all this treasure on board. If they sink us, we're going to lose like 10 grand's worth of gold. So, you know, you make a decision, do we run or do we fight? And then if you're trying to outrun them, you have to like, all of you are like constantly adjusting the sails to get the wind and all that sort of stuff. So those parts of it are really shine. Mm. Um, But I think the criticisms that there isn't, a lot of content in there are fair game. They so are fair game. All, so I would say, is it like basically an online thing? That's what they've mm. done it for. Is so you're mm. battling like other ships and stuff like that. Yep. So I mean, I guess that makes more sense. So there wouldn't be like a linear adventure yeah. if yeah. everyone's online. Um, yeah, but they've that... literally created just a big sandbox for everybody yeah. to jump to and everyone to, to play. Cool. It's yeah, fucking expensive, good. then, isn't it? Fifty quid if there's no. It's a lot, isn't it's it? It's a tricky yeah. one because, like, Fallout and GTA. Obviously, GTA kills it on multiplayer online yeah, yeah, yeah. and the game, and then yeah. Fallout. There's no online stuff at all. But, um, yeah. but if you're paying fifty quid, you're like, well, there's fucking, yeah. I don't know, fifty, sixty, seventy hours of yeah. mild dicking about and doing the proper game. But you could yeah. potentially get a hundred hours out of it, and then you're sort of doing the same thing. Where you're getting junk and building up a settlement instead yeah. of getting gold and building up your ship, but then yeah. you can fuck off and do the missions when that becomes boring, and then when yeah. the missions become boring, um, I mean I don't yeah. know. I guess you, I guess because it's online, that's the. I mean fucking like I guess Call of Duty is still really popular yeah. mainly with kids, but like there's less to it than this. I think. I think. It's a weird one. I think meeting real players in a game is always more exciting and unpredictable than when you meet AI yeah. or whatever. There is there is no like PVE or AI in this game. It is so every time you see someone, and not everyone is hostile. And uh, I've had some nice moments where you're sort of sail. So so my thing is, if I don't really want to fight someone, I'll stand on the very um, front of the ship and I'll just dance. Um, and then if they start dancing back then we're cool um, but there's, there's, but there is a really classic international thing. signal of the sea exactly yeah, exactly yeah. I, like, well, I like that that works you've got instruments that you can play as well so you can play like sea shanties so I'll play a sea shanty and stuff and then everyone in the crew can have an instrument and you basically got like a little band going you're playing like sea shanties and stuff oh, and cool. you can go to, go to the pub and get pissed and then you're really sick if you're holding the bucket that you use to bail water out when you're sinking you can be sick into the bucket and then throw it over each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, we're, now I'm back on board. He's, he's all over it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, if, yeah, if you, if you like, yeah, having sick thrown over you, you'd be... Is it, I mean, it's made by Rare, is that right? Yeah, yeah it is, right. yeah. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's quite impressive. I mean, Rare, obviously, uh, you know, massive it, company it, back in the day. Yeah. Right? You know, they, they've changed a lot, I think, from the early days. Um, but it, it does feel like a Rare game. It's it's that it's colourful, the music's amazing, the art style's fantastic. It feels, every it has the personality that only Rare games, I think, have. Um, it's just not for everyone. I would say, like, like, the best advice I could give is don't go and buy buy a copy for 50 quid. Use the Game Pass free trial or just pay for Game Pass for a month for 7 99 or whatever it is and, and play for a month. And You've not really lost out either way. If you love it, great. You can jump straight in. But if you it's not for you or you can't get a good group of mates together to play with you, uh, you know, maybe give it a miss. I don't know anyone, so I'm not getting it. <laughs> uh, I, we can play. You can play with us because if you, it's the other, it's the other thing I should mention is it is uh, PC and Xbox One, you know, cross-play compatible. Um, so we played uh, with the three. Uh, it was four of us. One of them was playing on PC, and it was seamless. Like it just jumped straight in. So we were all able to play together, even though people were on different platforms. Oh, so um, that, is, that that worked it's, really well. It's hard because I like playing. It is on the Is it on the PS4? No. No, no so okay, well, there you go, yeah, so it's only on that, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one with the sort of games like that. I don't get to game that often, and, you know, like, I, it's sometimes, like, like I've mentioned before, I like Rocket League, because it's just like a pick-up-and-play. Yeah, yeah, so it's online. Straight in. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, unless you can get a group of mates together on a fairly regular basis, maybe sit this one out. Mm. Um, or at least but, when it's cheaper, maybe have a yeah, or a get it. In it. A, yeah, uh, just try it for free in Game Pass. But yeah, yeah. Well, Game Pass and Xbox thing. Yeah, sorry, do you not know what Game Pass is? I don't have an Xbox, so sorry. I have no, I have sorry, no need so, for such things. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know what Xbox Game Pass is, Game Pass is their new Netflix-style subscription service. So you pay seven quid a month. And you get access to like 150 games, I think. Um, and you download them. You don't stream them like you do on the P- on the PlayStation. You download them and play them, um, and then you can cancel at any time. So I think it's a fucking great deal. Wow, um, it's amazing. Uh, so yeah, so you can play all these games for you know seven quid a month, and uh, and then you stop subscribing uh, if you choose to cancel. You just lose access. But um, from now on, all first-party Microsoft games are going to be in Game Pass Day 1, so it's a great way for you to try games out before you commit to the full 50 quid, because we don't get game demos anymore, do we? We get the beta, but that's not always representative of how the actual final product is. Um, so, yeah. so I'm conv- I'm conv- I mean, not confused, but like, have I got this right? So Game Pass is like, $7.99 a month. Yep. How many games can you play on Game Pass at a time? Oh, as many as you want. And... You could download, and, you could fill your hard drive with Game Pass games. And therefore, as long as it's still on Game Pass, you can play, you know, you basically just pay yep. $7.99. Yep. So I find that confusing, because why were people buying it then? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know if some people didn't realise, but um, yeah, I, I don't know why you would buy it. I mean, you if you want to support them as much as possible, fair play, or whatever it is, but I'm like, well, it's like I don't Netflix, know. I, I was just like, I mean, yeah, you could Netflix, buy yeah. 100 DVDs could, at £12 yeah. each, or you could exactly, spend, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of different though, I think, with games. Like, like films, like you said, I mean, someone like Netflix, okay, it's slightly different when it comes to their own content. They've really done something different, but, you know, with like games, like, you talk about a AAA, whatever, 
you know, mm-hmm. game or whatever. It's just come out that you can get for seven ninety nine a month, as yeah. well as all these other games. Yeah, I, I find it odd that, like, to me, it doesn't sound like a bum. Well, and obviously, it's got loads of people maybe getting it, but you know, obviously, why would people buy it? Like, I don't fucking buy it. No, I like, well, I guess that people. Um, well, I guess the game developers must... Uh, I mean, this is where our podcast really falls apart. <laughs> With being under the banner of gaming. <laughs> well, I'd have to guess. <laughs> Possibly. They just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I mean, I don't play games anymore, but... <laughs> yeah. you know. well, I mean, I guess there's just so many... I mean, there must just be fuck tons of people paying £8 or $8 a month worldwide. Yeah. Just millions and millions of people paying that to Microsoft so Microsoft could just be like well you can sell this game for 50 quid for a physical copy but we will give you I mean even if they've got like I don't know 50 or 60 games on Game Pass if they were paying everybody what five six million to like license it um, on Game Pass they're still going to be making enough money um, just from the amount of people paying for Game Pass I imagine um, yeah, Subscri- subscription services are a huge, huge business, and, and companies like subscription services because you do the free trial and you forget you've got it, and no one really notices seven quid a month or whatever it is we pay a month. Mm. It just goes out, and you don't even think about it. But I think it's a good move because um, if you like, again, going back to Sea of Thieves, which is purely a multiplayer game, if no one buys that game and the launch hype dies down, that game's dead in the water. Look, excuse the pun, dead in the water, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you've included it in your monthly subscription service, then these online games of service are going to have a lot longer life and much, um, you know, more legs to them. Sea legs, if you will. I'm sorry, we seem to have lost you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's all part it's, of the marketing uh, strategy, I guess, yeah. isn't it? You've just got people... Well, I, as long as you've got, yeah. you've got eyes on it. And, that's it. Yeah. I, I I've seen people criticise it, and I'm like, why? Like it, it's yeah, funny, I'm not, it's I think it's like it, yeah, it's incredible I, deal. Like it's so consumer, I think it's fairly consumer friendly, and uh, yeah, Xbox Game Pass, check it out. <laughs> I don't know mm. this podcast wants to buy Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's the thing. I don't have a obviously I don't have one, and um, mm. you know, it's sort of I kind of look at it. I think, oh god, I'd love to do it, but I don't game enough as it is now. No, like, no, I've got I've enough. got a PS4, but um, you know, I want to get a PS4 Pro at some point. That'll probably be the first thing I, I get anyway. Um, but it looks like a wicked deal. Yeah, so I'm not surprised that. Um, that's, that's, you've obviously got it then. You, you didn't buy it. You just do it on the no, Game Pass. No, I, I, I got... Um, I had uh, a free trial for Game Pass for 14 days. So I signed up for that and then downloaded Sea of Thieves. So I've essentially played it for, for free. But I am going to keep Game Pass. Um, yeah. I've got loads of games that I really want to play through. Um, so, yeah, that's it. What else have we got on the old agenda? I've, I've got something. I've got oh, something. So, yeah. I think this would be... I think this... this I, I unfortunately, make you're out of the loop on this one. Um because you don't watch anything or play any games. But um, <laughs> Annihilation. Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation, yeah. Annihilation. So, Annihilation, obviously, a uh, little bit of background. It's a sci-fi film uh, done by Alex Garland, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Didn't Alex... he do um, Monsters? 
Uh, Am I making that up? No, I'm thinking of someone else, aren't I? Yeah, so uh, the the film that I know Alex Garland for more recently was Ex Machina. Yeah, and uh, the beach, obviously. And the beach, yeah. Which uh, he he didn't direct that, did he? He just no, he wrote the book. He just wrote a book, didn't he? Um, And he did the screenplay for Twenty Eight Days Later. Shit, yeah. Yeah, he also did Judge Dredd. I think he directed Dredd, or Dredd, as it is obviously not the shit he. Uh, yeah. Stallone one. Oh, well, um, he directed it. I'm just on IMDb now. Trying oh, to what, catch Dredd? up with you guys. He just did the screenplay. Oh, oh cool. Dredd. Okay, yeah. So he did that. So yeah. So I think you're right because the, this um, Annihilation is the second film that he's ever directed, with Ex Machina being the first one. Mm. Um, which I love Ex Machina. I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, but anyway, Annihilation, interesting one. Basically, uh, the film uh, was going to have a cinema release, I believe. Um, but due to issues with the studio where there was a bit of a disagreement where I think one of the guys from the studio wanted the director to make changes, uh, or the producer at least, and the producer backed Garland, and therefore there was a bit of a sort of, uh, what's going to happen? So in the end, the film got released in cinemas in America, uh, both US and Canada, in North America, and also something like China, so weird like that. So, you know, got a bit of a cinema release, but everywhere really? else, pretty much. Yeah, everywhere else was a Netflix uh, exclusive. So, Netflix oh, right. picked up the distribution. So, I think it came out in the cinemas about two or three weeks before, um, just so that people, I mean, even they can't really stream from Netflix these days. Obviously, you can still download stuff, you know, uh, that people rip from Netflix. So, yeah, so I have watched it, and I believe, Luke, you have watched it too. Now, Well, there's a caveat to that. I watched probably the first half an hour, 45 minutes, and then I fell asleep. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so... The glowing what review think, of Annihilation. What did you think so far? Uh, I liked the... We watched the trailer. Um, but, oh, fucking hell, that reminds me. What the fuck is Netflix doing now? I don't want an audio trailer when I'm just browsing through every... Fuck. Oh, God, I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. I know, because then you feel like you have to keep skipping it. So you don't I know. Fucking, you just want to leave your fucking remote, you know? It's yeah. Just like, like, yeah. Where's I the know. mute button? Anyway, sorry. But, um, uh, I, I yes. agree. So, so we watched the trailer, and I thought, you know, this fucking scratches all my itches. Sci-fi, boom. Natalie Portman, boom. Um, some weird, crazy science shit, you know, boom. But um, And the trailer looked really, really good. Interesting concept, so we put it on. Uh, it's quite... Is it fair to say it's a fairly slow start? Yeah, I mean, it's a quite slow... Uh, build, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a slow build, and it's just quite a slow film, but I don't really mind that. No. I knew, I knew it was going to be quite slow anyway, um, because one of our friends on Facebook said that he disliked it a lot and basically moaned about how slow it was and didn't like it at all. Now, that particular person, I knew that I was probably going to like the film, so I was like, oh, brilliant. That's, that sounds great. That's like, awesome. So uh, I, I, I was immediately excited by that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's quite a slow film. And I, I'd imagine that the last act, should we say, will, you, I don't know what you're like with, cert, like you're like with certain things. So you're either going to massively hate it or mm. kind of be interested by it and, and actually like it more and more when you think about it. Is it two um, men kissing? Uh, there is bum play as well. So yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, yes. So, so I've got your fancy, haven't I, sir? Uh, but no, it's it's one of those sort of um, you know, in certain sci-fi films where you're like, you either uh, what's the one that I was like, Interstellar. Do you like Interstellar? Mm, 
the Matthew McConaughey one. Uh, yeah. I thought it was all right, but I've watched a lot of Doctor Who, so I could take quite a good guess at what the ending was going to be about 45 minutes in, and then I was right, mm. and I was like, ah, oh, I knew it was going to be that. So it was fine, but... It's not okay, so you, you know like the end of that film, and without spoiling it for anyone, but you know the end of it's a bit weird. Yeah. Let's just say, it's a bit weird. Um, you know, like with certain, you know, certain sci-fi films, they can be a bit weird. Uh, and I really like that, because then when you sort of look into it, I quite like watching a film and then reading up on it after, because even if yeah. I've understood it, there's people out there that are a lot fucking brighter than I am, who can, you know, they talk about the meaning of it and stuff like that, and I love it. You know, and I don't think that's a bad thing, you know, like, I mean, if you're talking about some fucking straightforward film and you can't get the ending, then that's different. But, you know, if it's a film like that, that has got a lot of um, stuff yeah. you can take from it. So, like I said, like, you'll either watch it and you'll fucking hate it or you'll watch it and you'll be really intrigued and, like I said, like it probably more. Uh, I, I could definitely watch it again. I, I thought it was cool. Um, and the fact that I could sit on Netflix in Dolby Vision was very yeah. exciting. Tell you what else, um, <clears throat> I don't know how many episodes you've... Well, I just, I've caught up with the... Well, I say caught up. Um, I've watched the first two seasons of The Good Place now. Uh, see, oh, I, right. I haven't even finished the last bit of the season. We oh, really? Oh, mate, yeah, we still need to watch the stop last watching that. I know. I was, was, we, I was we late to bed five days in a row because I was like, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just watch six more. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, <clears throat> um, it's good, isn't it? It's yeah, very good. really fucking good, man. Um, but the other thing that's really good, so I don't know how many episodes you're in now, um, is the new series of Queer Eye. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, right, snap. now let's just, let's just fucking talk about how much I fucking love Queer Eye. <laughs> we now. should do it. I we'll do a separate queer. podcast about how fucking great Queer Eye is. Oh my god, let's just do it now, I'm so excited. So, yeah, so basically, I, uh, you know, obviously it talks about watching Drag Race the other day, yeah. uh, you know, and how much we love that. So I mean, I don't I'm know how they're game. related, I'm, Josh, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they're, 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 you know, there may be a gay link, but we, whatever. But anyway, I knew that, I, I'd read an article to say that the new series of Queer Eye was sort of very, you know, really good, and had, like, you know, it was a bit of, um, a, bit of a cult following. Yeah. And then I saw on my Twitter feed, that Mick Swagger had started following Jonathan Van Ness. And I thought, <laughs> that sounds like a gay man. So I looked at it. And, and I'm yes, following JVN. I'm following Tan France. I'm following Fuck Bobby yeah. Burke. <laughs> I'm following Camaro oh Brown God. and Anthony. I am all right, so all first in. off, I love them all. They're all amazing. Uh, it's such a feel, like you said to me, um, that it's such a feel-good show, yeah, yeah. Like, and it really is true. Like, I can come home from work, had a really bad day. You put that on with my wife, and we're just fucking. Honestly, I, I, I literally, I think I've cried at almost every single episode. <laughs> you know, it is, <laughs> it is amazing. Oh, yeah, you know? uh, Luke, man, got, like, yeah, definitely check it out. Watching with Kim, it is yeah. fucking so good, man. It's like um, I don't think you'll have seen the Michelle Rue thing, but that. Was there's only two reality or maybe three? Did you ever watch Bricking It? No. No. Did you watch that, Josh? It was um, no. like a Channel Four thing, um, maybe ten or twelve years ago, maybe even longer. That was like if you were bunking off college or school or something, you'd probably catch it. But they um, 
That's why you watched it then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like Brick and it was a documentary following a bunch of kids, or like a reality, like early reality show following half a dozen sort of down and out kids who were like learning um, like construction um, and like bricklaying and like general kind of trade work and stuff like that. And then at the end of it, they had to like um, basically fit out um, like a new flat in a tower block. So they had to do like a lot of the pipe work and like the electrics and build a wall and put the shower in and do all that kind of shit. And it was really cool because they were like, like the Michelle Rue kids were, they were like all had like been in inclusion schools or they like just left school at 14 or whatever and were like just looking at being on benefits. And then like the Michelle Rue thing, it was... um, the chef and then his like front of house matey would like um, show them how to do a bit. Come of on, call, give him his real name. Come on, call him Fred. <laughs> Fred Siriu. I don't know how. Siriu. Yeah. yeah. Sirox. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, they were like both really good, really like aspirational, were like kind of kind of kind hearted reality shows. Because um, I'm not really big on the ones where people are like slinging glasses of wine at each other. Um, you should, I think you're still like drag race. <coughs> cool. But yeah, but anyway, Queer Eye, let's get back to that. Is, um, yeah, it's fucking. How, how many of them have you watched? Oh, man, I've watched. Uh, I've got one more to watch. Oh, okay, cool. There's only eight episodes, isn't there? Yeah, so. yeah. I think they, they're really good. They basically they do like a makeover. Um, it's like, did you ever watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, like the first series because i never watched it josh's cat is <laughs> all over uh, his computer he's made a he's made a dash for it uh and yeah he's all over it he's it's quite surprising you haven't heard him meow continually because that's all he's done when oh, I got really? but yeah but he seems to be chilled out and now he just wants to get involved so he just yeah. wants to finish yeah. Mm. And the good yeah sorry about that he, was he, was um can i ask you a question was uh, it really rings a bell wasn't it wasn't that like an old bravo show I think so. Or Channel I think it was Bravo, actually. I think um, in America it was Bravo. It was a bit weird. I, they def- it was definitely on... Uh, it rings a bell, anyway. Yeah, or it was uh, like a Fox or like an ABC thing that they like... Whoever, like Bravo, is affiliated with. Um, then uh, It was Bravo. He's spot on. He knows his, he knows his, he knows his Queer Eye. Well done. <laughs> Good spot on, on. Yeah. Well done. Nice, but, uh, but yeah, so it's based on that, uh, and um, but I never watched cool. the original series, but this one, Beth's sister recommended it, and we're like, oh, okay, because it starts off, and it's like talking head, um, like reality TV show, like sort of just classic looking, this isn't for us kind of thing, and then... Oh, really? Yeah, but then the first person that they make over is like this sort of hick guy uh, who does up like hot rod cars. And he just wears like kind of stained like t-shirts and has like a horrible like lazy boy chair in his room and right. <clears throat> but like they basically the team of guys, um, I don't know if it was like this in the other series, but they've sort of all got their own like specialties. Yeah, it was. Like, it was the same. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah, so there's a guy who is like the healthy eating one. So he'll like talk to him. And then mm. work out, like, oh, where, where do you like to eat if you're going to go on a date? Because, like, the first episode, the guy's, like, looking for love or whatever. And they, 
um, are like, well, if you went on a date, where would you go? And he's like, oh, I love Mexican food. I love like guacamole. So the food guy is like, cool, we're going to learn how to make guacamole and then like a cool margarita drink. And then there's the clothes, uh, like fashion one who takes some shopping and then like um, explains why certain types of clothes will make you look thinner and other ones won't and like how to hide like a belly with like two or three layers rather than like a big jumper or like one big jacket or whatever yeah and um and then there's like the guy who does like the interior design so they completely like revamp the house and it always looks like amazing oh my god I kind of it's think insane, like oh, it's it? gonna look maybe it's gonna be re- reality tv show so everything's gonna just be like plastered with like fucking walmart tat or whatever um and there is mm. product placement like all through it and it has that like little thing when it starts it says this features product placement <laughs> but the product placement is so subtle but then the stuff that they put in is so nice you're kind of like hmm, i wonder where they got that from um and then there's uh who's the other one there's oh there's the uh, jvn that josh talks about he's the hairdresser so he gives them like a proper makeover with like skincare and then gives them a haircut or a shave or whatever and then there's mm. another guy i like you call him jvn that is, <laughs> that's, that's what he is yeah, it's, it's uh, jvn on twitter i didn't know what his full name was um and uh and then the other guy um is like he's not like a life coach but he um he's the one who like i think spends the most time with the person and then gets to know them. Kuimo. Kuimo. yeah yeah uh, oh my god he is he's amazing but, but anyway I want, so, be my, I want him to be my friend <laughs> he's so cool but yeah so but in the first episode they do like the standard let's make over a guy who's a bit lonely then the second episode, um, fuck, I can't remember the second guy, but they have like all different um, people from. Um, it's all based in. The Georgia. second guy's the Asian guy. Um, Do you remember? Oh like, yeah, yeah, Neil. Yeah. He's got like a dog, and like he's doing like an app launch or something. He's really cool. I follow him on Instagram as well. Yeah, because <laughs> no. <he>, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, and then um, so they're like pretty standards. They're like, and then they kind of ramp it up a bit because. The third episode, they um, make over a policeman, and it's in Atlanta, and the life coach guy is black, and at the beginning of the episode, um, he has like a bit of a run-in with the policeman, and he's like, oh, it's like, they, they like sort of discuss like Black Lives Matter, and um, and the policeman that they're like making over, and the life coach guy like go on like a bit of an errand together like in um like they see i don't know you assume they sort of have driven around for like a couple of hours together or something like that and they're like bonding and then they have like a really deep talk about like black people and police and like what's happening in america and like everyone's just crying all the time <laughs> but you're like so <laughs> me, me included <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, it's fucking so good uh, like we uh i think we spent probably 12 or 13 minutes talking about queer eye but um, yeah, if you watch it, and then we can talk about it for another fifteen minutes on the next episode. Um, yeah, that's our recommendation for any server farms out there who are wondering uh, <laughs> whether they should watch who, who, who aren't homophobic. <laughs> yeah. server farm. I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't watch it. Oh dear. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you who can't watch it. The fucking person who hacked into my Netflix account and changed everything <laughs> into Spanish, <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't even sign out or change the language. We had to phone customer services, which is why we recorded this podcast late. 
How could Where... you not? Well, how could you not change the language? Could you not work it out? No, it's really. I don't really like. You'll probably. I mean, have you ever gone into like the guts of Netflix? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, probably, uh, <laughs> but, but not you know, well not enough to, to change the language. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Um, you would think it would be easier than it is, and then when everything's in Spanish, you're like, oh no, you're just clicking on things, and then it's not mm. really because everything's like a link. It's not like check this box to change the language or whatever, or, or we've got a flag. It's all, um, yeah, I don't know. Some fucking arseholes just. Somebody stole my bin. <laughs> Somebody stole my Netflix. <laughs> and Queer Eye is the best thing I've seen this year. <laughs> yeah. And there's only eight episodes, damn it. <laughs> I know. That's why I was following them, because I thought, I really, like, I just want to know as soon as possible if they're making a new series, which I'm sure they will be, because um, every post that they do on Instagram gets like 45,000 likes. So Yeah. Probably, really? Yeah, it's probably a good, good chance. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, cool. Um, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, it's at the Villainers. If you want to email us, um, which I'm sure <laughs> no <laughs> listeners are gagging to do, it's the Villainers podcast at gmail.com. And have you even looked in there? I have, yeah. I, I get it to my phone. I, um, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to do the embarrassing thing like I did with Match.com where I phone customer service and say, I'm not happy with this because I'm not getting any messages or, or any likes or anything like that. And then they say, oh, well, we'll send you a test email to make sure that your account's working. And then somebody sends the test email and then they say, no, the account's working. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> if you were to get any emails from Match.com, Gone, they come through. I'm like, yeah, that's okay, thanks. <laughs> Is that it? Cheers, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, that's six months of uh, wasted mornings. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> so the billionaires on Twitter, uh, watch Queer Eye. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, it's alright, there'll be a quiz and some other shit in the next episode. <laughs> it will be, it will be even worse. Than this <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bye.